Wanna go, pretty boy? Two minutes by yourself and you feel shame, you know, and then you get free. Anything better than a glass of beer is tea with Miss McGill. And welcome to the Fourth Line Voice Podcast. My name is Darren. Thank you very much for tuning in. Episode 112 of the big show of some enforcer-based podcasting coming at you. Brought to you by the Hockey Podcast Network. How's everybody doing out there? Another week? Uh, well, here at the, at the top of the show... I want to apologize to everybody um, for not having an episode on Wednesday. Uh, normally, I like to do an interview show on Wednesday, and then this uh, solo ranty, whatever you want to call this, on Sundays. Um, Wednesday, uh, um, there was a few things that uh, that went on. Uh, personally, had a, had vehicle issues and. Uh, having people regular listeners know that we're selling our place and everything else and that's been uh hasn't uh you know been pretty slow going here so that's been very frustrating and just anxiety around the house and uh yeah and uh honestly just really just didn't have the enthusiasm for it and uh my guest and i had kind of been going back and forth and um with the car issues and everything else, I wasn't kind of sure what time I was going to be home and blah, blah, blah. And I didn't want to put, uh, you know, make him wait around. So I just kind of said, forget it. We'll do it uh, at a later date. And, um, yeah. So that's about, I think that's only the second time in a year and a half that, uh, I've, I've, uh, I've missed a show. So I think my track record's pretty good. Um, you know, and unfortunately, you know, as they say, life gets in the way sometimes, but I, I want to apologize. Uh, and I appreciate those that reached out and just, you know, is everything okay, man? And, and, uh, you know, and, um, you know, and that, and, and I, honestly, that was, I really appreciated that. But no, and everything's fine, but it was just, just, you know, it's just one, you know, shit from work and the car. I, is there anything more annoying than car issues? Uh, and then when you hear it's like the timing chain and everything else, and you can just see the dollar signs flying through the air. Um, you know, which is annoying at the best of times, but when you're, you know, at the same time when you're getting ready to sell and purchase a house, the last thing you want to need is more uh, unforeseen expenditures. So, just frustrated. But uh, anyway, onwards and upwards, here we go. But uh, speaking of frustration, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, oh, the playoffs and social media, oh boy. Yeah, we the Shifley hit and Reeves and because again I haven't talked to you guys for a while, um, and of course the Leafs losing and everything else. Uh, we will talk about that. Um, also, a topic that came up, um, and I've seen I've seen it a few times, and uh, Bob Probert should be in the Hall of Fame. I saw the thread and a bunch of people commenting, and we'll talk about that as well. But uh, before we get going, as I said, I'm a member of the Hockey Podcast Network. Over 50 shows in the network. Uh, whatever team you're a fan of, um, there's a show for you. All the NHL teams are represented. Um, of course, the playoff teams that are still going. Um, 
course, they're throwing out episodes hot and heavy. Um, this is their kind of, um, you know, for a playoff team podcast, uh, this is sort of the, this is their time of year, right? So, uh, those, those guys are staying busy. So, um, also, uh, of course, my boy, Joe, give her the Lazito, Joe Lazito out in Long Island. Uh, of course, he runs the uh, Coliseum Chronicles, the Islander Enforcer Base podcast. Um, and Joe just put out a, another one of his season series uh, where he breaks down a season of a player. Um, this one was Steve Webb. Um, and it, you know, and those are always fun to listen to a nice little go back and you kind of, you go over the entire season and Joe breaks down the fights and, you know, leading up to it are little, you know, antidotes that happen throughout the year, which, uh, is always kind of good for like a flashback type, uh, type episode. And, um, I always enjoy those, but like I said, Joe's got an amazing back catalog, you know, from Mick Fakota, Trevor Gillies, Aaron Ash, and Jason Strudwig on and on. And, uh, and Joe's like really thorough and, um, you know, him, uh, him and I structure our, Show is very similar um, in terms of the podcasting, or in terms of the podcasting, in terms of the um, chronological order that we go in, and you know, with junior, minors, and blah blah blah, and and all that type of thing. So, you know, again, in doing that, the episodes obviously are a little longer. Um, you know, in terms of the, of course, with some of his episodes, like Trevor Gillies and stuff, going five, and he's not even done that one, and they're already done five episodes. I mean. You know, you could have a few birthdays by the time that episode, that series is over. But, uh, but they're they're great. They're very informative, and um, yeah, and Joe always does a great job. And uh, yeah, so and again, if, hey, if you're in the New York area and you see uh, a a bald, older looking fellow that looks lost, wearing a Saskatchewan Rough Riders shirt, talking to a little plastic figure in his hand, uh, that's Joe. Uh, go up and uh, say hi. Uh, tell him you enjoy the show and. Uh, yeah, you know, and and uh, actually, he's probably wearing a, a bathrobe and slippers, and the slippers will have his face on them. Joe's big into the merch; he's got his face on everything out there—slippers and coffee mugs and shirts and hats and rubbers, pucks and everything. So, uh, def- definitely give Joe a shout out or a shout out. Well, you can shout Joe out as well. People shout a lot of things at Joe, um, but uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's I'm crazy from the heat over here. It's like 34 out today. And, uh, yeah, it feels like I'm melting. But, uh, Joe Lazito, Coliseum Chronicles. Check him out. Good dude. Love his shit. Check it out. Uh, also, Dan, Paul, and Kelly over at the Obey the Puck show. And Fred and Dave at the Slewfoot show. Uh, a couple current hockey shows. As I'm fond of saying, I listen to them so I don't have to watch. And, uh... Daniel, you got to work on that uh, live stream feed. I tried to chime in. I was going to really give Paul an earful the other night, and uh, technical difficulties were happening on the live stream, so I couldn't, I couldn't voice my opinions, which was very upsetting. You know how I like to run my lips, run my mouth. So, uh, but no, those people are good people. So definitely check them out. And well, and he hasn't even started yet. I was going to throw out the fire for fighting at Florida Mud Show, but I don't know if he's he you know he's coming or going or retiring or starting up or you know winding his ass or scratching his watch. He doesn't really know what's going on out there, so whatever. Oh, but I, I will say the digs there in Fort Myers that he's moving to, not bad, not bad at all. I kind of dig it, yeah. You know, so anyway. So we won't talk about him. He's the show unnamed until he comes. Until he hits record and puts up an episode, doesn't exist. So 
we'll see. Where do we start? Um, as any a regular listener will know, um, on my Sunday episodes here, I, I always say like social media um, ideas from and topics. It's it's never ending. Playoff social media is even better, or sadder. Depends on how you want to look at it. Um, I will make this statement right at the top of the show. Um, there and there is nothing more pathetic than 2021 hockey fans. You guys are a bunch of fucking losers. Okay, we'll we'll say that right at the start. Now, if you're listening, I still want you. We talking to me? If you post stupid shit on social media and you can't take your little fanboy Comer glasses off, yeah, I'm talking to you. Embarrassing. And uh, and uh, don't believe, and believe me, the irony's not lost on me. Some of these people that have podcasts are fucking embarrassing. And the problem is, is these morons listen to them, and not just uh, oh, well, first of all, Ken Campbell the senior writer of the Hockey News, who probably created thousands of these social media dipshits with his stupid writings over the year, over the years, has finally retired. Good riddance. Fuck off. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Actually, I hope it hits you a bunch of times on the way out, you ignorant douchebag. Now, am I saying that because I don't? he wrote an article once that I didn't appreciate? No, I, I don't really care. The only thing that ever bothered me about Ken Campbell... It's just, he's just an ignorant clown. It wasn't that he didn't like fighting. I have, I know lots of people that don't like fighting. I have friends that don't like fighting in hockey. That's their opinion. That's fine. But they're also not morons about it. Like they, they completely understand. They don't shit on those that perform the role. They're well aware of why it's there. If they were asked, would you like to see fighting eliminated from hockey? I would, but they also know what's going to happen if you do. Unlike these morons. Of course, they're all older than like 19. So, I mean, and they actually have a clue and have some experience to draw from. So maybe that's the difference. Um, but no, like my issue with Ken Campbell, no, there's numbers of things. When Michael Limbus made his NHL debut, Ken Campbell had to, of course, go on social media and write an article about how shitty that was and how Limbus is a piece of shit and shouldn't be in the league. When Scott Saborn made the Ottawa Senators, same thing. Why are we Why are we having roster spots from from meatheads and everything else? When I called them on it, I said, "Well, they're hockey players. Just because you don't like them, I don't think." As a professional journalist. And uh, writing for the hockey news. I mean, this isn't Timmy in the basement writing for Timmy's blog. No, this is the senior editor in chief of the hockey news. I made the the biggest hockey publication in the world, or once was. Now I wouldn't line a birdcage with it, but it is recognized as a, it's a world logo. The hockey news. When you say the hockey news, hockey fans know what you're talking about. So you're the senior editor of it. I would expect a little more professionalism, but I mean that's asking a lot these days to apparently to ask for professionalism that's not, no no because you got to be savage bro bra even lift bro you know so you write these little hit pieces that these players are meatheads and losers which i called them on it they're not meatheads or hockey players just because you don't like them no they're goons and they're meatheads and everything else oh i didn't i didn't say that they were i said the role was I'm like, no, you're saying they are. And, you know, it's semantics. He's going back. He knows exactly what the fuck he's doing. But here we are. So we went back and forth. So, we, I mean, we blocked each other years ago. But you haven't changed. You're still a dipshit. 
You know, you're an ignorant dipshit. And I've had former NHL players on my show, and we've talked. I'm not going to say who it was because I'm not going to attach their names to it. But um, I've, they said you have no one has any respect. Any player in the NHL locker room has zero respect for you. So your actual, I was going to say your peers. No, your peers are the other pencil pusher nerds. Uh, I guess those are your peers. But it's funny, the subjects you write upon, the senior editor of the Hockey News and the players have no uh, respect for. It's kind of, it's kind of funny. No, oh, it's because he's the media. No, it's because he's a clown. That's, it. That's the bottom line. He, and he was shitty at his job, but you parrots that love to, you love to go around social media and just talk shit and whatever. So a person like that, um, has gets propped up by the rest of the idiots on social media that are clueless and don't and uh but oh and god forbid you actually disagree with their opinion because apparently they'll just unfollow you and block you and everything else so because you didn't agree with them this one time oh yeah um so it's uh yeah no you're just you're clowns and when you have no knowledge to draw from, then you just start throwing out verbal diarrhea. And, of course, you get all the little social, the new social buzzwords, toxic masculinity, hockey culture. Oh, on and on. Oh, you're so woke. Oh, yeah. So progressive. Yeah, hockey's for everybody. You know what the problem is? No, hockey isn't for everybody. It isn't. But the problem is, is you've let every, you've let all these morons around it and you've given them a say. This has nothing to do with male, female sexual orientation. That's nothing what, that has no, I, that has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is buffoons that have zero knowledge and yet they're catered to. Why are we listening to them? It's rhetorical. I know why, because Gen Z is your next major fan base. Right now, it's still my generation, Generation X. We're still the main, you know, that 35, but we get the most disposable income, blah, blah, blah. We're the main target audience. But, of course, if you're going to continually grow your business, you must obviously target the younger viewers. And and who do you, and who, who populates social media? But Gen Z. But Gen Z grew up on this pond hockey happy horse shit. And they, you know, they started watching about, what, 2010, 2015. So this is what we're, we're drawing from. Their knowledge from this. So, of course, everything's mean and nasty. and bull- Like I said, if you're a supposed grown adult and you're using the word bully and att- when describing a hockey play, you're a fucking loser. All right? And maybe you should go somewhere else. This isn't Pee Wee as much as, well, I mean, I keep saying that, but they've made it that way. <clears throat> Essentially, this is what we're seeing, Pee Wee on ice now. And even some of you older guys, oh, if, if George Peros doesn't suspend everybody for at least a minimum of 10 games, he's not taking things seriously. What, what has to happen? A death? Oh, yeah, that's what has to happen. Oh, yeah. Ugh. And now those that aren't on social media, I commend you. Uh, you're very smart. Um, <clears throat> when I say this shit, I didn't just pull this out of thin air. This was either tweeted at me or I've read on social media. 
So this isn't like my revelations of what I think people are saying. Oh no, this was said. So this is legit. Oh, there's Bruins podcasts literally crying about masculinity. And this is why it happens. And this is why things need to change. Yeah, these these are the people. But that, see, the problem I have with that is if a Bruin had done that, they wouldn't be saying any. They'd be justifying it. So this is the problem. That's why you can't take you clowns seriously. I even have followers. If you want to say the Shifley hit or whatever was dirt, that's fine. That's not what I'm arguing with you about. Problem is, is you have no... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? I guess the word would... Objectivity. You can't... You have blinders on when it comes to your team. Us, we, they... You know, by the way, it's not us and we, you don't play for the team. Just thought I'd point that out. Uh, so stop using those terms. Um, cause you sound ridiculous, but uh, this is why, and so when you, it's funny. So when I said something with the Shifley hit or the Reeves thing, oh, so you're a Knights guy, you're a Jets guy. No, I have, I'm, I'm, a grown man with common sense is what I am. None of this matters to me. I've said this a million times on here, so I, and it, it apparently bears repeating. So I'll say it again. I have no. I don't give a shit about any of this. I don't care who wins and loses. I don't care about the players, who did what, whatever. I don't care. If Graves had done that to Reeves, I'd be saying the same thing. If. Oh, his name, who, who did Shafley hit? I don't even know who he hit. I can't remember. If it had been reversed, I would say the same thing. I don't care about any of it. I'm not a fan. It doesn't matter to me. Like I've said before, this is the most neutral observation you're going to get. Probably out of any podcast you'll find. Honestly, the team podcasts are, are just going to suck ass for who's ever on the team. So they're not going to get any, you know, middle of the road commentary there. It doesn't matter. Like even Lazito, I bust Joe's balls all the time. But of course he's going to be pro Islander. It's the human nature of a fan, I guess. Now I'm, I can I can pretty well guarantee. Well, I know he wouldn't be as moronic as some of these people. But of course Joe's pro Islander. I'm using him as examples. That's the first one that came to my mind. But I have other people that follow my account that are people that I converse with that are fans of certain teams. And I can see in their posts that they're fans because they, their team can do no wrong and everyone else is, you know, whatever. If it's against the Blues or the Islanders or the Sabres or whoever your team is, whatever. That's, I, I guess I've always said I've, I've never understood fandom because I've never been a fan of a team. It never, I never cared enough. And when I was growing up and we played baseball and hockey and I watched all this stuff because it wasn't shitty then, I was still never a fan of teams. I was always just a fan of players. So forgive me when I don't understand your loyal, your loyalty to teams. I mean, I, I get it, but it's just not something I do. And I find it, I find diehard fan, like I understand the meaning of word fan is fanatic, but you know, in this sense, work with me here. Diehard, to me, there's a difference between being a fan, go team, or the diehard moron that has nicknames for everybody and literally thinks they play on the team and their entire house is 
they live and die. Like if their team loses, they're they're grumpy and they wear black to work or take sick days. Believe me, I work with someone that that is like that with the riders. It's pathetic. And so I've never understood that level of fandom. To me, you're just a moron at that point. But I get, oh, I wish they had won. Okay, I get it. You know, sure. I understand that fan. That's not who I'm talking about. I'm talking about the morons. Grown adults that cry like a five-year-old girl with a skin knee when when they lose. That's who I'm making... That's who I'm shit-talking right now. So I guess I should have said at the start of this to put on headphones. Although if you're a regular listener to the show, you know not to, like, don't play this in the break room in front of everybody. No, I, I would wear headphones. But um, anyway, let's, to break these down, uh, you know, I don't know, Ryan Reeves didn't do anything, and Shifley's hit wasn't dirty to me. There, there that's, that's my breakdown. No, I'll get into it more. Um, first of all, Ryan Graves is, uh, should have won an Academy Award. Um, I, it, oh, it must have been so heinous. He didn't miss a shift. So, oh, it must have been just so terrible. Um, first of all, and then everybody's like, why? I, I don't understand this question of why. It was a clean hit. Now, see, the people that say that shit, you obviously never played a team sport. Um, he's concussed your player. He concussed your teammate. That's why it happened. Um, don't be a moron. Um, so to ask out loud why, you're an idiot. So that's why it happened. But through the course of the game, apparently, I'm told, because I wasn't watching this shit, but I've told by a trusted source who was watching it, still don't know why he was watching it, but he was, that uh, when he KO'd the Knights guy, okay, whatever, as the game went on, and the score starts getting more and more out of hand, um... He was talked to by Carrier. There was numerous scrums. Oh, and guess who had the big smile on his face and was laughing? And everything's just a big joke. So you're sitting there on the bench, and you're Ryan Reeves, and you're seeing this uh, guy lay out your buddy, give him a concussion, then thinks it's funny, and I'm sure was running his mouth, was probably challenged. Of course, they don't fight anymore, because why bother? Probably, look at the scoreboard, bro, was probably some sweet chirp that everybody thinks is savage. Um, and just took it as a big joke. Well, you know, hey, at the end of the game, it's 7-1. Maybe pay attention to who's on the ice with you. So Ryan Reeves is out there. It's 7-1. He's pissed off. What do you think he's going to do? You've been laughing and joking about it all game, and you figure you just run around and KO guys. Was it dirty? Yeah. Some will argue it's dirty. Some will say, I didn't think it was that bad. It might have been a little late, but yeah, whatever. I didn't have a problem with the Graves hit. But you could argue maybe it was a little suspect. Nonetheless, these guys are amazing to me. If Graves had actually just fought Reeves, he'd be a fucking hero in the Avalanche locker room. That's what amazes me with these guys. Like, how big is this dude? Just grab him. Why does everybody act like all of a sudden they're grabbing, like, George St. Pierre or something? And they're just, or or it's Tyson and they're going to get murdered. The way these refs break up the fights, you're a strong enough dude. Just seatbelt them for about four seconds and the refs will break it up. The fact you even dropped your gloves and engaged with them, your teammates will go cuckoo bananas about. But oh no, we gotta be a bitch and we gotta try to, I don't know, what are you drawing a call in a 7-1 game or whatever? And so you get thrown down and whatever. 
instead of actually trying to fight back to your feet or squirm around, you lie there, like, okay, and then, oh, and then he's knee-dropped him and everything. He didn't. First of all, the guy's wearing a helmet and a visor. It was still on when he was on the ice. So I don't know what you guys are acting like. All of a sudden, he was hit, beating him with a tire iron or something. He was leaning on him. Now, I'm sure he was putting weight on it while he had his knee on his head. Of course he was. But, you know, did you not do that to your little brother in the basement every friggin' Saturday morning while you tried to change the channel during your cartoons? I mean, I did. You know, you know what? You know what he didn't do? Even, even with the age difference, he didn't lie there like a little bitch. He actually tried to fight back. So, which most people would, but apparently not because it's 7 1. You're going to try to draw a call. But oh, hey, it worked. You got Reeves suspended. And oh, congratulations. I noticed he played the next game with no problems. I think he actually got a couple points. But of course, all the ass. Oh, yeah. That showed them. Oh, yeah. That showed them. Ah, it just showed me your giant chicken shit, is what it showed me. I don't know. I so hope, and it's not that I'm a huge Knights fan, but I hope they eliminate the Avs. Just because of that horse shit. I really do. I don't, I don't understand when, um, like I said, it, like it must be a generational thing, or this, this player in this day and age, this Gen Z player, um, is looking like a bitch cool. I, it must be. Because there's a lot of you doing it. Um, you know, I've been around the game in like a, decade and a half so i'm not familiar but um somebody clue me in i just a listener out there drop me a line fourth line voice on twitter or on facebook send me a private message just let me know or if any current players are listening to this right now can you get a hold of me and just let me know is 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 bitch the new cool like i'm i'm just i'm wondering because maybe hey i clearly i don't get it i guess but and for those comparing Reeves to Alf Samuelson, and I don't know what career Reeves has ended. I'm not sure how a knee in a scrum or a guy's on the ice when you when you lean your knee on a guy's head or you shove a guy into a goalpost. Again, nobody missed a shift, nobody broke anything, no one's concussed. But you're comparing um, him to a guy who uh, took out and blew out knees. Uh, took out a took out Pierre Mondu's eye, but that's the same as Ryan Reeves in your mind. Okay, yeah, mm, maybe dial it down a little. You know, maybe loosen your cl- loosen your grip on the pearls a little bit. Now you can say I don't like him. I thought it was dirty. Oh, that's not who I'm arguing with. Uh, but when you make ridiculous comparisons like that, because again, I don't know. What, I don't know what. Who whose Reeves concussed or career ended? I, I'm I'll wait. Well, there isn't, so I'm not even going to wait because I don't have that much time. Um, you know, so I don't know what that comparison's all about. Just say you don't like him. Um, making that comparison's ridiculous. Um, now the Shifley hit um, was predatorial, and he meant to. Well, first of all, it was a race back to the puck, um, and. I'm I'm pretty sure at that mind it in because it first of all I don't, he has no history of this. Does Shifley even hit anybody? Really? Like who are we talking about here? Um, so I'm pretty sure when he stepped on the ice in a four three game with a minute left and an empty net, oh it wasn't like if anybody does a wraparound, I'm going to blow someone up. That probably was not his. I would pretty well 100 percent guarantee that was not his mindset on that play. Um, but it's a race to the puck. Uh, 
there's been, again, it's always funny when these plays happen, the Reeves one, the Shifley one, and everything else. Um, all the players pretty well universally don't see anything wrong with it. Um, now, contrary to what certain podcasters and those that are trying to look woke and so progressive on Twitter will say that these ex-players are trying to compensate for something or some... They, they, they have their uh, amateur psychology uh, going, um, you know. No, they just played and just... It's, it's nothing. Like, yeah, it's a shame the guy got hurt and it was a vicious hit, but... He didn't leave his feet. He didn't hit him in the head. Uh, he wasn't... So everybody's going to use the term charging in this. Well, it's very much um, discretionary. Because, um, well, look at all the strides he took. Well, he was trying to get to the puck, trying to race to the puck. Um, he stopped by the by the mark, by the hash top of the circles, he stopped striding. So he's gliding that whole way. So... And, and everybody said, well, the puck was in the net. Well, the puck was in the net a p- point whatever seconds before the guy got hit. I like how you use the slow, slow, slow replay to try to prove your point where it's a blink of an eye when it's actually happening. So trying to uh, justify something by using slow motion replay is moronic, but I wouldn't expect anything less from these fans. Um now, if you want to say the hit was dirty, I can I can go along with that. That's fine. Um, and there are some players. Barnaby said it was. Uh, I thought Kerry Fraser was going to cry on Twitter about it. Um, and apparently those that disagree are the reason that hockey culture needs to change. I always laugh that everybody, when something like this happens, they talk like it's a regular occurrence. When was the last time you've seen a hit that hard like that? Years. So... Oh, this is why hockey needs to change. Oh, it changed, Carrie. It changed about 10 years ago. So don't worry, Buttercup. It's okay. But oh, you had to take to Twitter and make sure everyone knows that, that you, that you were, you think it's wrong. So that's, that's good though. Thank you for that, for contributing. That's why hockey needs to change. What, what needs to change? Does anybody hit any? Oh, that, those hits that happen at once every month and a half. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, oh, talk about focusing on nothing. Yeah. Oh, and the what aboutisms and the what ifs and all that. Oh, and then the, oh, what's it? Oh, what? Too many men. That podcast. Oh, that. Oh, I'm not going to show the end of this out of respect for the family. Oh, God. Oh, oh, you're so. Oh, I wish everyone else just had your. Your your just your level of respect. This is so honorable. Oh, oh God! And I it amazes me that people listen to this horse shit. You listen to these morons. It's unbelievable to me. And again, I'm not saying they're morons because they thought the hit was. I'm not talking about that. But just this this level of self important, just social justice horse shit. Like, you just love to go around social media and just... Oh, it's amazing how you, you you clowns act so righteous. It's amazing. But you just... All you have to do is just scroll through your personal tweets during a hockey season. 
And there's more hypocrisy there than you can imagine. But oh, but you got to just jump in on the certain whatever's trending. You got to make sure you got to flap your lips and get in involved and make sure you add the right hashtags. Oh God, yeah, you don't want to be left out. Just hypocritical douchebags. Unbelievable. It doesn't end. It's just, oh, and it's like, and and I get why people like they don't go. Like I've I've had so many people talk to me and they just say they've left social media. I was talking to my brother the other day and he's just like, I, he's like, I don't, I don't know how you can do it. He goes, I scroll through this shit and I'm, you know, he's ready to thruck and th- throw his phone off the, off the bridge. And I get it. I completely get it. Oh, there's many days that I'm like that, you know, in the same. And again, it has nothing to do with people disagreeing with me. I, I, I live with people that disagree with me constantly, but no, I have no problem with people disagreeing with my opinion and giving me theirs. If it's coming from a logical place, but I'm not going to debate the issue. I'm not going to litigate it with some fanboy idiot because all these idiots that come at me when I was talking about Reeves, oh, just go to their profile. What's there? Go Avs, go. Oh, and they have little Av- Colorado Avalanche wallpaper. Oh, so this person you think is going to have a legitimate, uh, well-balanced view of this of the situation. Oh, yeah. No. All of them, just morons, Homer morons. But you got your little, you get your Avs crew. They'll they'll back you, bro. Like oh yeah. But like I said, if Graves had done that to Reeves, oh, Reeves deserves it. He's a goon anyway. See there you go, the hypocrisy. This is why you social justice douchebags are so pathetic. I don't have a problem with the cause. I have the problem that I have the problem with the person because you're a bunch of hypocrites. So there you. Go. So was shite was shite was a predatory? No, he was attempting to back check and race for the puck, and it had an unfortunate result. Should he have been suspended? Yeah. Problem is, is he had, and then this is the thing when everybody starts crying about Peros. And I mean, I'm not talking about the the social justice warriors because if if Peros doesn't give everyone that they don't like two to three years in the state pen, he's a piece of shit and should be fired. And too many shots to the head, he's a goon, you know. And then that moronic shit is coming from the same person that goes on and on about how we should care about head trauma and those that suffer CTE and oh, they go on and on about it. But yet when Peros does something, what's the fir- what's their first thing they say? Oh, you have brain damage and he's a dummy. Ah, there you go. There, the true colors come out. Yes. Oh, you hypocrite. Yeah. But, oh, you're so woke, though, when it comes to CTE. Yeah. So, you care about CTE depending on who has the CTE. I get it. Oh, sure. Yeah, so we're supposed to take you seriously. But, no, but like I was saying to the... uh, Not who was saying it now. It was a, a Facebook follower, his former player. Anyway, he was kind of bitching about Peros and how the suspensions are sort of all over the place. And they are. They are all over the place. There is no rhyme or reason to what he's doing. I think partly because, like I told, like, this is my opinion. Like I said, I'm sure if you sat down and knew George privately or sat down, had a couple beers with him, he'd just be shaking his head at three quarters of this horse shit and rolling his eyes like we are. And just be like, it's a bunch of nothing. Problem is, of course, you get. Who are you getting pressure from? The vocal idiots on social media. All the Gen Zers crying about everything. And they push and push and push. And I said, have you seen the latest the suspensions the last little while? It's a bunch of nothing. 
But he has to do something because you have to answer these morons. Every time there's a hit, how how many people are, are tweeting at player safety? Like just, and these are grown adults, which it, it, it's equivalent to running to the teacher when you were in elementary school. You remember what we all thought of the of the geeks that used to run to the teachers? Exactly. Well, these same geeks grew up, and now they're on social media tweeting at player safety. You need to do something about this. I was like, what What are you tweeting? Like, you don't know what, like, you don't think he knows it happened? Like, he knows it happened. Don't worry there, Penguins girl. He doesn't need your two cents. He, he got it. But no, you got to make sure player safety sees you. Oh, okay. He doesn't, loser. But these are the people you have to cater to. So, here we are. So, that's the problem. I think his suspensions are ba- or they're a combination of him not giving a shit and seeing them as a big deal to what social media and the, and not just social media, but oh, Elliot Friedman crying about it and Ken Campbell crying about it. And of course, every Montreal Canadiens writer that was crying about it. Of course, they want, you know, 10 to 15 years and Shively should be gone forever and whatever, like these morons. So between all of that, you have to come up with a number. So it doesn't matter what number he comes up with. For some, it's not enough. And with some, it's too many. There's nothing you can do about it. And then, like I've always said, these same people will cry, well, this is what happens when you have a goon or a fourth liner as your player safety guy. Okay, well, you cried when Shanahan was the player safety, and he's in the Hall of Fame, so you can't win. And oh, well, Paul Career, the Sedines should do. Oh, why? Because you like them. So why? Okay, so you use you use. I, I don't know why you would use them as examples, but okay, there we'll say Paul Career. There, I've seen that from a bunch of people that Paul Career. Well, he's smart. Okay, you don't, do you know Paul Career? Like I'm not saying Paul Career isn't, but how do you know? But regardless, okay, Paul Career. I. I, I fail to see uh, when did Paul Korea ever play physical? When did Paul Korea uh, not just break the rules, but went up to that line? When did he play on the edge? He never did. So why would he, how would you, how would he know about player safety? Because I think you have to under have an understanding of why the person reacted that way. Now, as a former tough guy or a player that played on the edge like Shanahan did, um, they understand why players reacted that way. And I think you need that. I think you need someone that's done that that role. Now, I'm not saying all the, the those player safety guys should only be a fourth line guy ever. No, but I think it should be a guy that was uh, at least played physical. And hey, Paul Greer is a great player, but he never played physical. Neither did the Sedines, so I think they'd be lousy choices myself. Um, so I think you need someone that uh, would understand why, because you you have to look at it from contrary to popular belief. You have it's not just black and white. You have to look at it from all sides why it happened and uh, both players' involvements in it. Uh, you know, let's just cut into an apple to the head or whatever. But I'm just saying. Why did Reeves do what he did? Reeves just didn't just do it. That's the other thing that these people always talk about. 
or they respond like when Wilson and all that happened. Well, Wilson just didn't do that. These guys don't all they oh he just snapped. No, he didn't. Well, then it's premeditated. No. You know, uh, well, I shouldn't say that. Maybe it was. Like, was Reef, did that, yeah, yeah, Reef Prouder did premeditate that on Graves. Yeah. But at the same time, well, I would assume that's human nature. If it happened in the first period and it's the third period, okay. Unless it happens right at the moment, I guess at, afterwards, everything is premeditated. Doesn't matter what event we're talking about. So, if it doesn't happen at that moment, yeah. By the very definition of the word. But, Reeves, it, like, again, it wasn't like he just grabbed Graves out of the pile and decided to do that to him. There was a reason why. Now, you might disagree with the reason, but that's his reason why. It didn't just happen, which, again, these morons failed to see this. It, there's no reason for that. Well, of course there's a reason for that. That's why it happened. These guys... They're not going to just do that out of thin air and risk suspension and fine and everything else for no reason. There's always a reason. Now, just because now in that case, how do you not know that that's coming? How does Graves not know that's coming these days? Uh, 2021, maybe they they probably really don't. Same with the Montreal guy there. Not once did he ever look up and think he was going to get hit. But then on the other hand, probably when was the last time he was hit? So the thing is, these players now, they're so comfortable out there. You watch them. Like, everyone, I loved how everybody used to accuse Lindros of skating with his head down. Are you kidding? That's all these guys. No one's expecting to get hit anymore. They turn into the boards when someone's coming at them. And most of the time, they don't even get hit. Why do you think they're turning into the boards? No one. Everyone's so soft. Everyone just expects everyone to not hit. So then when it does happen, oh my God, could you, do you believe it? Well, growing up in the 80s and 90s, no. Anybody older than 30 is well aware. No, it's no surprise to them. If you're 16, maybe you're surprised by it because you've never seen anyone act like that before. You know, I don't know. I'm sort of all over the place today. I don't know. Actually, honestly, I'm done talking about this because it's like, it's point, well, I mean, obviously, I... It's not lost on me. I mean, whatever I say is pointless on this show. I'm just giving you some audio uh, pleasure. Something to listen to to kill the day on your commute, at work, or what have you, while you work out. Isha does it riding on his bike, what have you. Um, so I know we're just talking here. Nothing I say matters. I know that. See, I'm also self-aware. I'm aware enough to know that it doesn't matter. Um, again, like I always say, I wish others would remember that. But, um, oh, the last thing I was going to talk about, um, I've seen it brought up and not just in the Probert fan page, but, uh, um, I've seen this come up on Twitter and it's been talked about for lots, but, um, over the years, um, should Bob Probert be in the hockey hall of fame? Uh, no, <laughs> that's actually uh, ridiculous. Actually. Um, now, uh, Bob Probert was my favorite enforcer. Yeah, probably. Um, you know, whatever, one of my favorites for sure of all time. Um, but to legitimately think that he should be in the hockey hall of fame is, uh, moronic to me. Um, well, cause first of all, what are you basing it on? Oh, he was the best enforcer of all time. Mm, how do you quantify that? Uh, you know, 
because somebody might say McSorley or Semenko or Twist. I mean, there's no numbers or anything to define who the best was at a role. Uh, now, was Probert uh, obviously an effective enforcer? Of course he was. Um, well, he's the best fighter of all time. Okay, according to who? You know. Um, fans? Okay. Players? Some. But again, there's really no way to... Uh, how do you measure that? Because Probert lost plenty of... Well, not plenty is probably the wrong word. Probert lost fights. Everyone loses fights. So... Um, and this isn't boxing. Like, you can't base it on a win-loss record. Well, his, his winning percentage was better than everyone else's. Because then, how, how, how do you score a win in a hockey fight? Because believe me, put up a video of a hockey fight and just read the comments. Who knows how some people do it? I, I sometimes wonder if I, like, I, I've asked a few people, that, is my phone showing the wrong video? Because after reading the comments, I have no idea what video they just watched. So... You can't do it that way. Um, he had one all-star season and one 60-point season. Uh, after that, okay, so his points aren't there. But he's known for, if you want to be completely, break it down, he's known for breaking the rules. And he served a penalty. That's the very definition of the word penalty. So, in theory, he broke the rules of the game he's playing. And he was really good at breaking the rules. But that's why you do not reward people that break the rules. You see where I'm going with this? I get what you're all saying. I get it. But let's, you know, when you put a real life common sense view of the thing, it's completely insane. Because there's no, you can't justify a position for any of that. The best fighter, the best enforcer. That's just all opinion. Like, when you have... Hall of Fame is based on hard stats. You can look at the stats and say, yes, he has 500 goals. He has this. So that's your justification. No one can take that away. That is an opinion that actually happened. Now, Probert had all these fights. Those really happened. Did he win them all? Depends who you ask. And that's opinion. And again, you can't reward people for breaking the rules. So... But I get, I get what you're saying. But no. Now, hey, like if they said all of a sudden we're going to open up making an enforcer wing at the Hall of Fame and we're going to put these these first five guys, of course I'd be. I'm not. I wouldn't be out there picketing against it. I'd be all for it for sure. But I said in truth, let's be serious. No, of course not. Like what's like? Oh, we're going to put Dave Semenko and Dave Brown and Ben Wilson in after that? Like where does it end? Bugard twist. You know, like, come on. So, no, he should not be in the Hockey Hall of Fame. But I love Bob Probert. And actually, as I'm recording this today, it's his birthday. So, uh, rest in peace, 24. But, um, no, come on now. But speaking of Bob Probert, and I've been asked this actually by about three people here in the last week. There will be a Bob Probert Invitational Twitter Tournament. Uh, where we all come out and vote, and uh, and that is a fun thing that we do in the summer um, on Twitter. Lively debates. Um, I am actually waiting for the playoffs to end. And when those are over, 
I will do the tournament because if you did it right now, it would get lost in a sea of shit. And speaking of which, I have talked to a few players that I have lined up for interviews. Um, they are, uh, two of them are, well, the two guys are both very gung ho to do the interviews. They've never done podcast interviews before. I think you guys will really dig them. Um, we've gone over a bunch of stuff. They're all ready for it. At the same time, I do not want to put those player interviews out while the playoffs are on because, again, they would just get lost in a sea of shit. And I want to give these guys the largest platform that I can give them with the most exposure that I can give them. And, of course, and to be completely and to be selfish, uh, it helps me out. So uh, that's what I'm doing that. But I think that's what, what are we only a couple weeks away anyway from the playoffs being over. So what is it? I guess there's, what, two more series, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, you know, so whatever. We're getting there. It should be over shortly. But for you folks on social media, check me out on Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. On, uh, what did I just say there? If you're on social media, again, I don't know why you would be. If you're not, congratulations. But if you are, Fourth Line Voice on Twitter as well as Facebook, uh, definitely check me up. Send me a friend's request, follow, what have you. Uh, but the big one, Fourth Line Voice on YouTube. Subscribe to the channel. I have over 2,500 fights up there from every league. They're all sorted, so whatever league you're looking for, just type it in the search engine. It'll come up from junior to pro. Um, actually, I just put up a couple of UHL fights. Um, really good Sean Legault, Chris Millette fight from the Central League. Um, a Tim Hunter, Terry O'Reilly fight from like 1984. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just going... I don't have a many discs right now because like I said, we're moving. So all my shit's kind of packed in a Rubbermaid tub out at the farm. But uh, the in-laws, but I do have some DVDs around here. And uh, Jay and Searson and the boys have been, we've all been sort of uploading DVDs that we have and emailing each other and stuff. So I've actually gotten some stuff that uh, that I've never seen before that I've been going through, which is uh, where I got that minor league 0405 stuff from, um, the Motor City Mechanic with Avery and Jordan Flodell and stuff, and uh, which uh, that video actually really took off, I think, uh uh, Jordan Vladell's friends really were digging him fighting Sean Avery, which was really cool. Um, actually, I'd like to get uh, Jordan on the show. I should send him a private message. If anybody knows Jordan Vladell, tell him the fourth line voice wants to have him on the podcast. Then he should come and do it and tell some stories of the crush can and moose jaw. And fighting Sean Avery. We'll get his take on that fight. Um, I'd really enjoy talking to him. But uh, yeah, there's a few guys. Uh, if any players are out there listening and you want to come on and tell your story... Hit me up. Let me know. And uh, one last thing. I know it's petered out, and I've said on and on that I'm going to yell about this every episode. I'm not even going to yell about this because I'm actually pretty disappointed that it's come to this. But uh, the Drop Your Gloves fundraiser that Steve from Probert Was King is doing has stalled out about halfway. And like I said, we're under, still under 100 donations, and uh, which I find pretty sad seeing as the amount of people that I've seen online over the last year bitch and moan that Drop Your Gloves is gone. Well, here is your opportunity to try to bring the site back. And a lot of you, the majority of you, are doing nothing about it. So you guys like to talk a lot. You're all talk and no action. So, you know, thank you very little. And uh, But if you'd like to give, please do. I encourage you. Like I said, if everybody in this bloody Facebook groups would just give a dollar, we'd have the site back up by now. So, you know, I know I'm just yelling into the ether apparently because this isn't really doing much, but 
I'm going to bring it up. If you're not on social media and you're like, how do I, do- how do I nom- donate? Send me an email, hockeyfights at hotmail, all lowercase, all one word, hockeyfights at hotmail.com. Hey, Darren, can you send me the link? And I certainly will. So, yes, please, let's get this site back up. I miss that site. I love that site. And I, I clearly, well, many of you did, but apparently many of you just don't care, despite all your talk. So, if you guys, of course, this is audio, so you can't see this. But everybody that whines and bitch and doesn't give, I'm giving you the finger right now. So. Why are you not? And no one's saying you have to give fortunes. Hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Ten bucks. Five. Everybody throw in a five. We'll have it done in a week. Like, come on, you guys. But that's it. I'm not going to bring up. Uh, that's it. I'm done talking. It's Saturday. It's hot. And, uh, yeah, I'm sweating. And... Again, I apologize for not having a Wednesday episode. I will try not to let that happen again. But, uh, you know, as things go on here um, with our condo and uh, just work picks up at this time of year. So I cannot make any guarantees. I, ne- I It's always my intention to bring out an episode. We'll put it that way. So um, I will try not to do that again. But in the meantime... I am done talking. I will let you go about your day. Thank you very much for tuning in. As always, I know I rant and rave and yell and swear and everything, but honestly, from in to be completely serious and everything else, I very much appreciate everybody that listens to the show, um, our interactions on social media. Um, I love it. Thank you very much. And uh, the encouragement, all the word, uh, positive words I get, um, even Adam Huxley the other day, um, you know, I put up his old interview for flashback Friday. I put up his old, uh, um, interview that he did with me and, uh, cause I wanted to expose it to the Facebook group cause I'm, I'm pretty new to Facebook. So they weren't around when I interviewed a lot of these guys. So, and there's a lot of people that aren't on Twitter that are on Facebook that would have seen it or didn't see it. So that's why I'm kind of putting up these older episodes, um, you know, to kind of just expose it to the Facebook group. Um, and, uh, thank you for those that tuned in and thank you, Adam, for the kind words. Um, saying he really enjoyed being on the show and wants to come back on. When a guy wants to come back on, that's all the, uh, you know, validation I need, you know, that, uh, you know, that I'm at least on the right path. So, um, and that's what I was going to say, actually, as I was ranting and raving the last little bit of, on these social media idiots, um, I've literally lost in the last week and a half, I've lost 40 followers on Twitter, um, which is pretty funny. And, uh, I kind of just went and scrolled and looked at a few. Not a single one of them was a former player. Players are all still there. Isn't that funny? Like I said, whenever, um, when, uh, you know, HabsFan62, uh, tells me I'm full of shit and unfollows me, and the player, the former player, tells me I'm right, yeah, I kinda, I know which way I'm, I'm intending to, I know which path I'm on the right path when that happens. And, uh, <clears throat> Yes, when when those with knowledge agree with you, that's validating to put to say the least. Um, yeah, guys, we'll wrap it up. I'm done talking. Uh, I hope everybody had a uh, has a great. Well, I guess it's Sunday. I hope everybody had a good weekend. And uh, let's attack the work week. And I'll talk to you guys on Wednesday. Thanks, everybody. And you people that don't like fighting, how many of you did you walk out and get a coffee while that was 